Welcome to the staff room, the interlude editions, the holiday version, with Jim Guy. Thank you for joining us today. It's a couple of days before back to the school grind, although I know some of our American colleagues have already been back for a couple of days. Pav and I are live in class recording on the mic next Friday, where we're going to talk about our one word for 2020. But what do we want to talk about today? Well, we're actually going to take this little interlude, Pav and I both, to talk about kindness. And this is a movement that's been growing on Twitter, this um, kindness movement, sprinkling like confetti. And I know we were sort of challenged or put to the task of recording, you know, a video related to what we thought kindness was to us. And there have been so many great videos out there, but Pav and I decided to stay in the platform where we're most comfortable at the moment, which is sort of recording our episodes and connecting that activity to one. So today, I want to talk about what kindness is to me. And so, as I think, kindness is is the obvious things, and I think it is obvious. It's about how you talk with people, how you interact with people, how you communicate with people. Communication being pleasantries, questions, uh, asking how people are doing, asking follow-up questions, active listening. It's being considerate of others all the time. It's about being calm, reserved, upbeat, never trying to be a negative, always trying to be an amplifier of the people around you through your kindness, through your acts. And I think this is really quite common sense. This is what most people do. And if we get trapped out of being kind, there's usually a frustration. There's usually something behind it. And part of being kind is understanding that some people are just going to have their moments, their little blips, where they can't keep that certain level of pleasant smile, uh, asking how you're doing all the time. And being kind and truly being kind isn't necessarily, it can't, it has to be unconditional. I can't solely be kind to the people around me because they're delivering kindness back to me. And so when I exude my kindness and I do my best to do it, I realize in self-reflection there's going to be moments where I get frustrated and perhaps I'm not kind and I want the people around me that are in that better space that moment to be accepting of it and help me through it the same way I would do the same for others. But it's not so much what is kindness to me. It is as a homeroom teacher, as a classroom teacher, what am I trying to produce with this kindness? It's not enough to simply give a kid a warm smile and a handshake at the door and assume that my kindness now has has served its purpose. There has to be more purpose to it, more behind it, something of worth, something of value, something we're building to, evolving to, amplifying to. And so when we talk about kindness in the classroom, it's about modeling kindness. It's about demonstrating kindness. It's about getting our students to act kindly. But it can't be for show. It can't just be fake. It can't just be please and thank yous because these are the social cues at the time. There has to be more to it. We want to facilitate kindness and speak on and engage in empathy. So there's an understanding of why does it I want to be kind? Why does I might want to be calm? Why does I might may not want to jump down someone's throat if they've blurted out or said something that in the heat of the moment they probably regretted. But in my act of kindness, I stay calm. But we need to have some empathy for that. So I use kindness in the classroom, not solely just to be kind. It's more than that. I use that to model, facilitate. I'm building relationships. Building these relationships create 
a safe community in the classroom, a good classroom culture that then allows me to dive into other areas. So then I can talk about empathy because we can't just assume people have empathy. It's something we need to model, share, bring to light certain situations that people have different scenarios for why we may want to be empathetic to that. And then from there, I use my kindness for class culture, for relationships, for extending to empathy, to then really extending to getting into deep learning scenarios about possibly topics that are difficult to deal with, courageous conversations, things of race and gender and sexuality. These are all things that manifest themselves in middle school classrooms, maybe earlier, maybe later, but in our experiences they are. And so how do you set your class up for that courageous conversation? You can't throw in courageous conversation like it's a stick of dynamite and expect you're going to get productive dialogue. And productive dialogue doesn't mean that everyone's just shooting their mouth off what they feel on a topic. It's about using that conversation to really go somewhere with it, to build upon it. And so when you want courageous conversation... Kids have to be in a place where they are ready for valuable conversation. They know the pleasantries of being kind. They know how to be empathetic. And in building these skills, they're building their communication skills. They know how to actively listen, be engaged, want to contribute. And then you can have those more meaningful conversations. So when we talk about kindness... Kindness matters, and I want to exude it as much as much as I can, and I want my students to exude it as much as they can, and we're going to work on it, and we're going to make it past basic pleasantries to really be a way of life, something we truly believe in as a principle, and then we use that to lead ourselves into empathy, empathetic conversations, and then courageous conversations, things of worth, and so my kindness is not just a high five at the front door. Although I do like to give my handshakes, we come through the door, nothing fancy, nothing unique, but it's just a great way to start the day. But it builds, kindness builds in all kinds of things. It's how you teach. Kindness exudes itself all over the place. So it's not just the handshakes at the door. It's not just the please and thank yous. It really is a kindness in how you deliver material, how you handle when a student perhaps is not as engaged as you want. We don't want to be harsh. We don't want to use those tools on our belts. We want to use those kindness tools first to bring our students back into our activities, back into our learning environment. But then, like I said, What kindness means to me is about using it, facilitating it to really broaden and get into deeper, courageous conversations to the point where we can really maximize those conversations because the class culture is set, that kindness is set, that empathy is set, that wanting to be inclusive, part of something great, those shared experiences. And so kindness is not compartmentalized. It's not a separate entity. It's something that's embedded in everything and it's part of getting somewhere where I want to get to as an educator. I want to get to real, deep, meaningful learning. And as much as I want to get deep and meaningful in my math and in my language, of course I do, but I also want those really meaningful, rich conversations in lots of the things we want to expand upon. Equity, gender, sexual orientation, all kinds of the things that have really gone on in our world and go on, go on in our world that we need to be aware of, which we know our students bring a wide variety of perspectives to. And we really want to get at those perspectives and we want to get some new levels of understanding. And ultimately, from those courageous conversations, we want to get into a place where we want to build and take action 
So when I talk about kindness, it expands to all kinds of platforms in my class. It is embedded in everything. And in, in so doing, ultimately, you want to be kind. It wants to be one of those tools on your belt you're using all the time. And in that regard, you want to move beyond it just being a tool, but being instinctive, being natural, being principles you hold on to. So when I sprinkle the confetti of kindness, this is what goes through my mind in regards to kindness. Kindness is embedded in how I teach, how I interact, and embedded in bigger learning initiatives, bigger learning scenarios that I want to get to. I want to get to rich, meaningful, courageous conversation. And kindness is one of those critical ingredients that grows and it spreads. So the, the cliche of your team is bigger than the sum of its parts this is one of those essential parts, but when it, it collaborates with other things, it becomes really meaningful and I get deep, rich learning in my classroom and kindness is one of those things, not compartmentalized, embedded in everything I do. And that's my take on kindness. Join us again next Friday for our first full-length episode. We talk about one word. I appreciated this topic today. I'm glad for my Twitter uh, PLN that has really brought all kinds of great things to talk about and engage on. I love engaging with them, really enjoying how podcasting becomes easier and connected to my Twitterverse in a sense that I had never really anticipated. So I love the question today. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Come join us as we chat in the staff room because there's always something to talk about in the staff room. Remember to inspire, don't require, be a humble, humble servant, and education never dies.